Hey there, everyone. This is Dave DeBow with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. And today it is my pleasure to be chatting with Karen Briscoe. And Karen is a, a very, very accomplished realtor. She's also a real estate investor herself. She's got several single family homes in her portfolio, as well as she invests in shopping plazas. I believe that that's what you're investing in. And she, what, what I'm really interested in talking with Karen about is her whole concept of how we can better manage our time because she's become very, very good and very well known at that. In fact, she's got her own podcast all around that. So Karen, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me, Dave. And I'm a big fan of profits <laughs> when it comes to property investing. So I love the title of your podcast. Well, thank you very much. So, Karen, why don't we just start at the beginning and let us know how you got into this whole crazy world of real estate investing in the first place and, and becoming a realtor. So, started out actually in commercial real estate out of college and was a developer and then entered the residential side sometime later because I actually found that parts of the commercial real estate, believe it or not, were actually kind of boring because it's very repetitive mm-hmm. if you're in the in the area of the industry that I was in. And I like the relationships. I like the people. Nice. So the residential side gave me what I call the hard and soft side of real estate. The hard side being the financial and the structuring deals and negotiation. And the soft side are the relationships. So it really was a good fit. Met with success pretty rapidly. You mentioned how did I come about the five-minute success? What I found is when you become successful rapidly, people want to know how you do it, right? Mm -hmm. And so I would share my story and people would say they wanted to achieve a higher level success and yet they felt like they never had enough time. Mm. And time is actually a created thing. It's a man-made construct. And so saying you don't have enough time is like saying you don't want to. So I'm like, okay, so can you invest five minutes a day? Everybody said they could do five minutes a day. So that's where the five-minute success came in. And it's actually a known as Parkinson's Law. So limiting and restricting time mm. can actually make us more efficient and effective. So explain that, flesh that out a little bit for us, if you would, Karen. So you mean restricting time, giving yourself a deadline? Is, is that kind of what you're talking or about? Or limiting the amount of time you're going to do something. Because saying you're going to work on personal business development is a very wide open expanse, right? Yeah, and so yeah. it always gets tends to get put off to, okay, I'll do that when whatever this happens, that happens, I have more time, which is like, again, back to, okay, everybody has the same amount of time. So some people figure it out. And what I've discovered is, is one of the tools in habit formation and success is figuring this out. Because if we all have the same amount of time, why are some people achieving at a higher level than others? Right, yeah. So one way to jumpstart or get people into productivity is to limiting and restricting the amount of time you do something. So then the idea, I don't have enough time, goes away. So that's where the idea of five-minute success. So investing five minutes a day into something that is personal or business development, then what happens often, people don't realize this, is that you'll start experiencing the benefits of it, and then that will cause you want to do more. It could also just be that is enough, right, to, to jumpstart success. And it can have a 
either a domino or a snowball effect. Sometimes it's a domino. Sometimes it sets off a, ch a chain of events. Sometimes it's like it builds. And you're like, oh, that principle, yeah, builds on this principle, builds on this principle. And so just like, you know, everybody starts with one, right? Mm -hmm. Investment with property. <laughs> so how are you going to do it? Are you going to do it like a domino effect? Are you going to build on so, it? Like so, so what... Did you stumble across this, or how did how did you how did you figure this out yourself? And and how did you if, if how do you remember first applying this five minute rule to your own life and your own business? So habit formation is something that's been studied by a lot of people. There's a lot of great research on it. So I just spent a lot of time trying to understand why some people are successful and other people aren't. And also, people would say, "Well, how did you become successful?" And I kind of broke it down, and I was like, "Oh." Well, I did this, and then I did this, and then I did this, and I did this. And then those things are repeatable. So anything that's repeatable then can be systematized. You can create right. leverage off of it, right? right? So what I found is there's really three core principles and then one overarching. The first one is commit to get leads. So every business or enterprise entrepreneur sales all starts with a lead you know, even investing, right? So it all starts with a lead. And the idea that everybody is in the lead generation business is a key aspect and it has to be done or not has to be. The most successful people do it consistently. Yes. So setting up those systems is the first component of five minute success. So so what would be an example, if you don't, sorry for jumping in, but. Yeah, I'm no, absolutely. What would be an example? applies to to what folks are looking doing for. here. But let, let's so, say people are looking to generate leads around investors and they don't have a clue, but yeah, they'll, they'll give you, they'll, they'll give it five minutes. Where could they get started with the five minutes? So the first thing to do is to go back and look and see what's worked before. Okay. So whatever has worked for you before or other people before is the best place to start. Reinventing wheels is not really a great strategy if you're doing it your first time, okay? You yeah. can get creative later. In the beginning, it's usually best to find a proven strategy and follow it. So start there and then commit to a certain number that you're going to do daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, whatever it is that you will commit to. And the reason why I say number as opposed to time, time again is a human construct and people tend to fiddle it or it away. They say, I'm going to do it. And then that just doesn't happen. It's much easier to hold accountable. I'm going to contact five for sale by owners today, or I'm going to contact five people that have in the tax record an address that is not, you know, the owner occupied address or whatever it is, is your strategy, or I'm going to contact five realtors a day, or I'm going to contact, you're going to do five. I believe in five a day, but if that's too much, do one a day, whatever you'll commit to and build that into your schedule mm -hmm. and commit to that. And that is, it does a lot of things. Tracking is one of the most proven ways of success. Mm -hmm. And by tracking your business development lead generation, your investment leads that you're tracking, you will then start to see patterns of success, where your best leads come from, where your best opportunities come from, what you can convert the easiest. So that's the next component actually is, is the consult to seller conversion. So everybody who's successful converts something sometime, right? That makes money. <laughs> if you just lead generate all day long, you will eventually not have a business because you have to get that business through the pipeline. Right. 
right? And so that is the next component of the five-minute success. So there's lots of principles and strategies to conversion and consulting, and you've probably covered many of them on your podcast. So I'm not going to like cover those. I'm just going to say, remember that there still has to be a conversion in here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the next component is connect to build and grow. Because what I see happen with a lot of people in these kind of areas is that they, they get a lead or they get an opportunity or they get a deal or they get an investment property and then they, they get it in place or they convert it and then they wake up and do it all over again. <laughs> and it's always like this hamster wheel. You're only as good as your next deal. It's just very transactional. Yeah. So the people who go beyond that and create sustainable, ongoing, scalable enterprises, they put into the principles into effect what I call connect, build, and grow. And that's that's leverage, that's working on the business rather than just in an, in the business. And this happens a lot of times with small operators and mom and pop shops is they just never get off that hamster wheel. And so be always thinking about that, investing five minutes a day into figuring that component out for your, your business. And then overarching all of that is what I I call the principles of success, thinking, activities, and vision. Mm. So those are your, well, vision is obviously where do you want this to go if you could create your plan for your your investment? Where do you want it to go? Where do you see it? I mean, maybe five years is too far to look out, but look out Mm -hmm. and then look back and, and see where you come from and see where you're going then think about how you're going to get there and then put the activities into place. And people who do that, then they start to achieve a higher level of success. So doing those components, you can invest five minutes a day in each one of them. You can invest five minutes a day in one of them and then, you know, just constantly be working through them. But the people that, that scale and, and achieve at a high level, they're all doing those components. Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. And I don't know if if you find this, Karen, but I definitely don't do it as well structured as what you're suggesting, but I I have done something kind of along those lines. And, you know, especially if it's something new or something you're kind of not looking forward to, starting with that five-minute chunk is a really good way to, you know, not try to eat the whole elephant all at once. You just take take a little bite. And then what I find is once I get started, it's usually nowhere near as bad as I thought it was going to be in the first place. And then that five minutes might turn into 10, 15, whatever. You, you, it's, it's the whole beauty of getting started. At least that's been my experience. Do you find that as well? Absolutely. That is one of the aspects to habit formation that a lot of research has been done on. It's the same reason why they say just go to the gym yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, say you're going to go five minutes, right? Or just go for a five minute run or a walk or whatever. Just start yeah. because this is where a lot of people become paralyzed or they get easily distracted or off track. And so what people often don't realize is the impact that could be made just you know, doing the stairs instead of the elevator. I mean, that's five minutes. Yeah. And so it's the same kind of concept. And then oftentimes it will, first of all, you'll see the benefit of it, like you said, and you'll want to do more. Mm-hmm. And the more, obviously, you do working on core principles, because what happens is, is so many people, particularly if 
you know, this is your first, you just have a few investments and you get stuck in the weeds, right? Yeah. And you're like so deep in the weeds. There needs to be time invested in the, these principles that will help you then go beyond that. And that's why people are listening to podcasts such as yours, right? Because they know that other people have done it before and they know that there are ways to do it better. And so I'm just showing a way that you can structure it into your business and life so that then you can go to that next level. Very good. Karen, let's switch gears just for a yes. second because I want to definitely take advantage of your experience with real estate and real, uh, and being a realtor. And I'm sure you've probably worked with quite a few investors as I have. years, have you? Yeah. So, so one of the questions I get sometimes from relatively new real estate investors is how do I find a good realtor to help me with my investment property? So I'd like you to give your, your, your take on that from two perspectives, a as you know, understanding where they're coming from, but B also explaining what they need to bring to the table in order for a professional realtor like yourself to actually take them seriously and want to bring them on as a client. Well, those are a lot of great questions. So to look for somebody who actually invests themselves, I mean, it's just like anything. It's like, would you really go to a workout with a trainer who was fat? I mean, <laughs> it really is, you know, counterintuitive. So if they're not investing themselves, they don't believe in it and they haven't actually gone through what is involved and so i would look first for other investors because they're gonna and they may also probably have a bigger network of opportunities that they know other investors are passing on for whatever reason it's you know they just bought something and so they're not ready or whatever and they may have more of a strategy the other thing that i i look for myself but i would say if i was going into another market is I would look for people that have really, really strong market knowledge. And I know there's a lot of information available. I'm looking for people that can read that information and glean out of it to discern what you really need to know because it's almost information overload. Yeah. And when I look for strategy, I'm looking for where the market's going. I mean, everybody can already figure out when it's already there, right? That's yeah. point. That's fish in the bucket. So <laughs> you want to know people that can understand market fundamentals of where trends are happening and where it's going so that it, and so that's something that I would look for if I was moving into another or going into another market area and I wanted to find a realtor or professional. And then what the investor can do is be ready. Yeah. So I find it must be annoying as heck having newbie investors that just went to a seminar, wasting your time and then not never pulling a trigger, right? Yeah, I mean, I never look at working with a client as wasting my time because I always learn something. I, I grow and become better than before. So I I always look at it as an opportunity. At the same time, though, it it it's not going to benefit them. So the more prepared they are. And, and sometimes people become accidental investors mm -hmm. and that happens most frequently when people are, you know, left with a property and they're like, okay, but I could always just rent it out. <laughs> and so that is, is, it happens frequently. The other accidental investor are sometimes 1031 exchange people and they get stuck in a crunch, mm. time crunch. So if you think that's something that you're going to consider, I would spend more time up front researching your options before you get into the time crunch of, of identifying your properties. So I would spend the time in 
as soon as possible with an agent that can help you get prepared and help you make decisions about which market areas you want to be in, which type of property class you want to be in, what you, you know, your all your financial ducks in a row and everything so that when you do find it, because this is what happens is people find it and then they go, whoops, and so you miss opportunities. Right. And, and the other thing I would say is I find that most people wait too long. It's, it's the whole, oh my gosh, I should have bought an 09. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, right. we all know that. Um, so the idea is sometimes is people are like, oh, I'll wait till everything gets, you know, all the stars align and everything. And, and I'm a firm believer in the, I think it's a, a Japanese philosophy of what was the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago. That was the best time to buy real estate. So I'm a firm believer. There's always good value. We just have to. And now, now's the second best time. And now's the second best yeah. time. Yes. Because 20 years from now, you will look back and go, wow, it's a good thing I bought it in 2019 <laughs> or whatever. Right. All right. Perfect. Karen. So. I know you've got a lot of resources. If people want to find out more about you and your whole five-minute success concept, what should they do? So the website, and it's the number five-minute success, and that has great resources. We do have a seven-day quick start if you want to just put some seven days into your five-minute success and, and get it going and jumpstart it. And we have the podcast. As you mentioned, the five-minute success podcast. It has a lot of great real estate as well as other industries that are what I call ancillary that can help fine tune and, and hone in your, the five minute principles. And then of course the other social media, Facebook and that kind of thing. Awesome. Very good. Karen, thank you very much for your time and, and your experience today. I really appreciate it. Well, it was great to be here and I always love to talk about real estate. Awesome. Thank you very much. And everybody take care and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Well, thanks very much for checking out the Property Profits podcast. And if you like what we're doing here, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. We very, very much appreciate it. And if you're looking to create a regular flow of inbound investor inquiries about your real estate deals, then I invite you to attend one of my upcoming live online demonstrations. And you can check that out at Investor Attraction Demo. Dot com. Take care.